We want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. Welcome back to another episode of the 4th and Goal Podcast. I am your host, Colin Settle, and I am just so excited. It may not sound like it, I'm a little tired, but I am just so excited to continue this second part of the three-part series, Mock Draft Monday. The draft is less than two weeks away. It's, <laughs> it's like a week and a half away, which is exciting in itself. But we're going to continue today. And I'm going to jump right into it. I got some guys I want to talk about. And I'm going to recap what I talked about last week in case you missed it. I went through the first 10 picks. I kind of revised from the first episode when we were still in Manhattan. Went through my first picks. Looked over some things. Made some revisions. But now we're back, baby. We're back. What it do? We're here. To recap. With the first pick in the draft, just, just going 1 through 10 here. The Bengals are going to take Joe Burrow. They need a quarterback. The Washington Redskins are going to take the number one athlete off the board, Chase Young. The Lions need a quarterback. Cornerback, sorry. They're going to take Jeff Akuda out of Ohio State. And and let me say, let me, let me just preface here. This is no trades. This is a no trade thing that I'm doing. I know that a lot of other mock drafts are doing that. I'm not I'm not putting any trades into uh into my mock draft here. I'm just keeping it how it is. Whatever else. There will probably be some trades down the line. I know the Dolphins have a couple first round. They have, I think, three first round picks. Uh, so they'll probably be looking to move some things around to get players that they want. But for now, we're just keeping it straight up. No trades. This is what I think is good. If, 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 if there are no trades, which there are going to be, but if there weren't, I'm just leaving it. So that that's that. just a preface. That's what we're doing with that. So the Lions are possibly looking to trade with Miami, even though they're both going to get the same players. Doesn't matter. They're going to take Jeff Akuda, cornerback out of Ohio State, with the loss of Darius Slay. They need somebody on the other side there uh, to help lock down these, <laughs> what is soon to be a very high-quality receiver class I'm going to talk about here in a little bit. The New York Giants are going to take Isaiah Simmons out of Clemson. They need some help on the defensive side of the ball. They could take an offensive lineman here. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't. If they did, it would probably be Jed Wills. Uh, Jed Wills Jr. out of Alabama to help protect uh, Daniel Jones. So, But the Giants are probably going to take uh, some defensive help there with Isaiah Simmons, the next best defensive player off the board there. Uh, and that wouldn't surprise me at all. The Miami Dolphins need a quarterback. They're going to take Tua Tagovailoa. No surprise there. He's the second-best quarterback in this draft. Uh, if he can remain healthy, I know his health is in uh, some sort of a limbo state right now, but if he's healthy, I, I definitely think that he's up there with Joe Burrow being one of the top two quarterbacks in the draft, which I still think he is even with injury problems. The Chargers also need a quarterback with rumors that uh, – Cam Newton is talking with the Patriots, which I absolutely love, and I'll hit on that in a little bit. They need a quarterback, so they're either going to take Justin Herbert or Jordan Love. I'm not really sure at this point. Personally, I think Jordan Love is a better option, but they're probably going to go with Justin Herbert. Coming from coming from Oregon, you know, he's a more high-class, not high-class, he's more of a, a high-profile player, if that makes sense. 
Um, and I think that they're gonna they're gonna take him because he can develop probably a little bit quicker than Jordan can. But I definitely think that Jordan is right now the better quarterback. But they're probably gonna end up taking Justin Herbert out of Oregon to fill that quarterback spot that they need. The Carolina Panthers they need an offensive line. Cam was hurt. I don't even remember. It was like Will Greer or somebody like whoever it was sitting back there at quarterback. They they need to protect the quarterback. Whoever whoever, you know, it's going to be Teddy Bridgewater this season. They need to protect their quarterback. So they're going to take an offensive lineman in Dejic Wills. Um if he doesn't already get end up being taken by the Giants, the Giants take Jed, then the Panthers are going to take Isaiah Simmons. There there's there's that balance back and forth where if one takes one, the other takes the other and it's back and forth. But right now they're most likely going to take Jed Wills out of Alabama to help secure that offensive line. The Arizona Cardinals are going to do the same thing. Kyler Murray was the number one sacked quarterback in the NFL last season. The statistic was somewhere around 47 to like 53. Somewhere it was like 45 to 55 sacks was how many times he was hit, which is honestly unacceptable for an offensive line, and they need to get some things figured out there. But... They're going to take an offensive lineman. They're going to take Makai Becton, one of the faster big guys, which you love to see, 6'7", 364, ran a 5'140". Incredible. He's a big guy. He can move his feet. He can move down the field. He knows what he's doing. He's also a hometown guy from Louisville, which I think is tremendously going to help him. He's not having to go all the way across the country. It's perfect. He's already in his home state. He can just move on down the road and play in Arizona. I think it's a good fit. Not the perfect fit, but I think it's a really good fit for this Arizona team. Speaking of big boys, the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to take Derek Brown after losing Yannick Ngakwe, or soon to be losing Yannick Ngakwe. They need somebody on that defensive line to help secure the run while also looking to take some help in the secondary, which is what I'm going to talk about here in a little bit. But they're going to take Derek Brown, the number one defensive tackle, off the board. And finally, the Cleveland Browns are going to take Tristan Wirfs, the third best tackle in this draft. They need some protection. They they have all the weapons. They have all the weapons. And Baker seems to be the issue right now. But I personally think that if they solidify the offensive line after losing Joe Thomas and everything else that's happening, if they can get a solidified offensive guard or tackle, whatever they convert him to, to help protect Baker Mayfield, I really think this Browns team can have the success that they were hyped up to have over the last few years. Now... To move on to this week, after all that recap, just to just to fill everybody in, this week we got picks 11 through 20, starting with the New York Jets. Now the New York Jets have a couple different needs here. They need some wide receiver help. They need an edge threat, and they need some offensive line help. Those are their top three priorities right now. But if you're looking for the next best player off of the board right now, I believe that the New York Jets will take Jerry Judy, wide receiver, out of Alabama. This guy is the number one receiver in this draft, and you can't convince me otherwise. He may not be the fastest. He may not be the biggest. He may not be the strongest, but he is the most well-rounded player that will be able to transition into the NFL in a starting wide receiver role, and you cannot convince me otherwise. I look at this wide receiver crew for the Jets right now. They have Jamison Crowder, who is subpar. He's a he's he's a viable option. He can get it done. They had Brashad Perryman, 
another viable wide receiver. Josh Doxson, Josh Bellamy. You know, they have they have all these subpar receivers, but they don't have that one guy who can go out and make that big play like Jerry Judy can. And that is why they're going to take him because of his big play ability. There aren't a lot of receivers in the NFL right now that have that sort of big play ability like the Tyreek Hills, like the Julio Jones, you know, all those guys, the the DeAndre Hopkins, the Michael Thomases. You, you know, every team has that one guy, but the Jets don't have that one guy. And I really think that Jerry Judy can really be that guy for the New York Jets. Speaking of receivers, we're going to talk about them a lot today. The soon-to-be Las Vegas Raiders are the next pick. They need some wide receiver help. They need some cornerback help. D-line, offensive line, they need some linebacker. They just need help everywhere. They really do. Which is why the Raiders are going to take the next best receiver, in my opinion, off the board, in C.D. Lamb. Now, I saw this guy play live. Dude's a freak. It's in, it, it's incredible watching him play. Granted, they lost that game to K-State. Oklahoma did. But C.D. C. D. Lamb is, is the guy. He really is. He's another one of those guys that can just come out and make a play. And be he can be that big play guy that I was talking about. He can be that guy for this Raiders team. If you look at the Raiders receivers right now, their top guy is Tyrell Williams who's bounced around the league a little bit. The former Eagles standout, Nelson Aguilar, and they have Zay Jones. Three very viable subpar receiver options. But to me, with a fourth option there, you have a deep threat with CeeDee Lamb, some underneath with the speedy Zay Jones, and then you have arguably one of the best tight ends in the league and one of the best underrated tight ends in the league in Darren Waller. You could have all of this along with, along with you know, your quarterback situation may be a little shaky. You got Derek Carr and Marcus Mariota fighting for a spot there. You got Josh Jacobs in the backfield who had an outstanding rookie campaign. But you need somebody for whoever it may be throwing the ball. Probably it's going to be Derek Carr to start the season, followed by Marcus Mariota after Derek Carr crumbles like he always does. They need somebody for them to throw the ball, whoever it may be, to throw the ball to. And I really do believe that C.D. Lamb is that guy, like I said, that can make those big plays and can make things happen. I really do believe that. Now, it's going to sound weird, but three receivers are going to be taken in a row here because up next we have the San Francisco 49ers. Now, that defense is fine. Don't touch it. Do not touch that defense. They are fine. Don't even talk to me about the 49ers defense. They're fine. The only thing that I could see them maybe needing some help with is the defensive line after losing to Forrest Buckner, which I'll talk about here probably next week because they do have two first-round picks after after trading. So this, this is trades from in the past that they have now. But they need another receiver after losing Emmanuel Sanders. So they're going to take the next best receiver option, which I believe is Henry Ruggs out of Alabama, the second Alabama receiver to go in three picks here. Like I said, they lost Emmanuel Sanders. They need more viable receiver options. You have George Kittle. He's great. You have this awesome run game. But losing your number one receiver 
you need somebody to come in. Like I said, maybe not, you know, he probably could be that guy to go make big plays. Granted, I think that the running game is going to do that for them anyways with the offensive line that they have and the three running backs back there. But you need somebody who can be there as a receiver option. And I do believe that Henry Ruggs is that guy coming out of uh, coming out of Alabama to be to be the Sanders replacement. Speaking of offensive line, let's talk about some big boys. The next pick in the draft belongs to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, if you haven't heard, I know that it's it hasn't been the biggest news in all of football, but they picked up some quarterback who, I don't know, is it's like Tom Brady or something like that. If you've ever heard of him, I don't know. But they picked him up, and apparently he's good or something, so they need protection for him, which is why they're going to take... <laughs> Which is why they're going to take Andrew Thomas, offensive tackle out of Georgia, the next best offensive lineman out of this draft. Now, all these offensive linemen are juniors. They all are, which is crazy to me. They're all very young, which means that they have more time to develop. But they need to protect Tom Brady. They need to. The guy's getting older. He's like 42 at this point. He does his elasticity band workouts or whatever he says. You know, he's not... (laughs) Whatever. He's not as quick as he used to be, and he knows it. They need somebody to protect him in the pocket so that he can have time to throw to Mike Evans, to throw to Chris Godwin, to be able, and not only that, but to be able to run the ball as well. You can't rely on Brady's arm to win you games. You got to have some form of a running game, and that defense needs some help as well. But like I said, you can't rely strictly on the arm of Tom Brady to get things done for you which is why they're going to take Andrew Thomas, offensive tackle, out of Georgia. Love the big boys. You got to love it. Next is the Denver Broncos. Now, the Denver Broncos are kind of an anomaly in in my eye. They have a couple different options. They need some receivers. They also need some offensive line help, and they also need some, some cornerback help or DB, whatever you want to call it. But if they're going to take the next best option for them right now, they're going to take the next best receiver off the board, which is T. Higgins, out of LSU. Sorry, Clemson. Wherever he's from. But they need they need receiver help. They need receiver help. No matter what. You got a guy in Drew Locke, which it seems to me that that's going to be their guy for the foreseeable future. You got Philip Lindsay. You just picked up Melvin Gordon. You still got Royce Freeman back there. But I look at this receiver core. I see Cortland Sutton. And that's it. I don't I don't see anybody else that's that's worth mentioning outside of Cortland Sutton here on this on this roster just looking at it. So if you go and pick up a guy like T. Higgins, a guy that can make plays. I've been saying it all episode. You need that guy who's going to be able to go out there and make the big play. Played for Clemson, did all did all the stuff. You know, he he went to the national championship, did what he did, but ultimately, you know, lost to I don't know some guy who's probably going to go first overall. But they do need receiver help, and T. Higgins is the next 
best option for the Denver Broncos at this time because of their lack of viable receiver option right now outside of Cortland Sutton. That's all they have. And you can run the ball all you want behind former K-Sater Dalton Reisner, my boy. But you need to be able to throw the ball. That's the quarterback's job. He can't just hand it off all game. He needs to find a way to get viable receiving options that he can throw to and have trust in. And trust me, T. Higgins is that guy. Next up, we have the Atlanta Falcons, who have also had so much trouble over the last few years, which blows my mind. It really does. I look at the Atlanta Falcons, and I think, oh, wow, this is a team that was really good for like two or three years. They went to a Super Bowl. People forget about that because Brady's the one that beat them. But they went to a Super Bowl. They were really good that season. They were really good. But what happened? They start losing their defense. They start losing offensive weapons. Their offensive line gets old. And they just come to a screeching halt. Matt Ryan's a good quarterback. He won MVP. If you don't remember that. But the main concern for the Atlanta Falcons right now is their defense. Their top needs. They need some cornerback help. They need some linebacking help. And they need some edge threat help to pressure the opposing quarterback. Which is why they're going to take the next best defensive option. I know I keep saying that, but it's true. They're going to take Clevon Kaysen. Ed's rusher out of LSU. They lost Vic Beasley. They need somebody to come in and fill that hole to be able to go in and pressure the quarterback and be able to make some stops on defense. They say the best offense is a good defense. If you don't have a good defense, then you're done. You, you're, you, you don't have anything going for you. But Clavon is probably, he's not as good as Chase Young. Chase Young is a big, fast guy. He's big and physical, but Clavon can get it done. Go watch his tape. National champion with LSU. This guy can do it, I guarantee you. Will he make an immediate impact? Probably not. You look at guys like Cleveland Farrell, who was drafted by the Raiders. Didn't make a huge impact. You look at guys like Rashawn Gary, who was drafted by the Green Bay Packers. Didn't make a huge impact. Not everybody can be a Nick Bosa. And I feel like that's where people get confused or things get can get misconstrued is that you're going to get this edge threat who's going to come in and he's not going to be good right away. And here's why. These defensive ends have been going up against college tackles their entire career, right? Imagine stepping on the field as a defensive end and you have Joe Thomas, a guy that played 15,000 straight snaps, didn't miss a game for like 10 years. 10,000 snaps, whatever the stat was. Imagine stepping up against that guy. He's not going to give it to you easy. And personally, I just think some of these rookies just aren't ready for it. You can make a case for Nick Bosa. He's a very, very athletic guy. Probably a better defensive end than his brother. 
Now that's and that's a stretch because you look at the rest of that defensive line. The 49ers defensive unit was probably the best that we've seen over the last three years since the Seahawks Legion to boom. But there's so much more than that goes into it than just one player. In Rashawn Gary's case, Green Bay dipped into the free agency pool for the first time in probably their entire history of being a team in this league. Picking up the Smith brothers, they're not brothers, but you know what I mean, Zedarius and Preston, you pick those two up, making all the plays, you got Blake Martinez in the middle making plays, you got this weirdly good defensive secondary that they haven't seen probably since their Super Bowl run in 2010. Not saying that Jair Alexander is better than Charles Woodson because he's not, but this is a very solid secondary that they haven't seen in a very long time. But Clavon, going into this Atlanta Falcons team, can definitely make an impact. There's not a lot of other guys on that line, so it's not all going to be on his shoulders, but he's going to have help. I can guarantee you that. But losing Vic Beasley hurts because Vic Beasley was a top defensive end here just a few years ago. I still hate that guy from when from when they played Green Bay in the playoffs. I still hate that guy. He's a great player. He can get it done. But Clavon is the guy right now. I'm telling you, this is the guy for this, for this defense that's going to help him get into gear. Is he going to make all the plays? No. But he's going to be a solidified defensive line threat for the Atlanta Falcons. But the Dallas Cowboys are next, and the Dallas Cowboys are doing so much right now, it's hard to keep track. They signed a new kicker. They're signing a bunch of other players. They're releasing players. They're doing so much right now. Their number one center for the last 10 years or so just retired last week. They lost Travis Frederick as he was going, and he got to respect it. He, he left the game to go focus on his health and probably be with his family a little bit more, which I respect. But they need help, and let's take a look at it. They need some cornerback help. They need some wide receiver help after losing Randall Cobb after he got traded to the Texans. They need some O-line help, as I said, with Travis Frederick retiring. They need some safety help, and they need some edge help. Now, if you're going to take the next best defensive player off the board, let's look at where your defense is struggling. You lose Byron Jones, probably your best corner at the time. You need somebody to come in who's going to make plays. Jeff Akuda's already off the board. You're not going to trade up to get him. But the next best, the next best cornerback in this draft is C.J. Henderson coming out of Florida. Now, you could make a case... You could make a case for Christian Fulton or Trevon Diggs, who I'll talk about here in a little bit, but I genuinely think that C.J. Henderson is the next best guy up. He's big. He's fast. He's physical. Everything you want in a defensive back. He's assignment sound. He knows how to play the game of football, and I'm telling you he's the next best guy up. You need the help. You just lost your best corner. You need somebody to come in. You also lost Jeff Heath, 
So you need somebody to come in and either play that safety spot or play that number one or number two corner role on the outside and lock down these higher profile, finger quote, higher profile wide receivers here in the NFL. Do I think C.J. Henderson is better than Trevon Diggs? Probably a little bit. Is it a stretch? Maybe. A lot of people will probably disagree. Seeing where Trevon Diggs played in college. I'll talk about him here in a minute. But C.J. I really think is the more well-rounded cornerback in this draft. I really do. He's able to track the ball well. He can make plays. He can make the hit. And he just knows the game of football. His adjustment to the NFL is going to be very fast, and I think his development is going to be very quick, especially with the Stalas team, who have their own things they need to figure out. With Mike McCarthy coming in, which I guess is probably the best possible thing that they can do right now. Granted, I'm not too high on the guy, but C.J. Henderson is the next best guy up. Speaking of defense, let's talk about Miami. Miami's making moves, too. They're going to draft a quarterback. They, Like I said, they have three first-round picks here. Three. <laughs> after after all these trades and everything that, that, that's been going on. They already took offense. They got their quarterback. They need somebody on that defense. They lost Minka Fitzpatrick. They didn't have trust in him. Mistake. That was wrong. He goes to the, to the Steelers and drastically improves that defense and almost puts them in the playoffs. It was, it was an absolute mistake by the Miami Dolphins to release Minka Fitzpatrick or trade him. But that's in the past. You got to focus on now. They need a safety. They already got their quarterback. They need some O-line help, probably to help that, that new quarterback come to town with his injury problems. They could use some receiver help, but a lot of the good receivers are off the board. There are still some viable options, but they they need to focus on the defense. They already got their offensive player, and I definitely think that if they want to get a receiver and offensive lineman, they can do it. Don't get me wrong. They have the 26th pick as well. We're at 17 right now. They also have the 26th. So they, they could 100% either trade up or get another option looking at some of these teams coming up on what they need they could 100% fill those offensive positions but here they need to take a defensive player that's going to make plays for them come downhill be able to make a play on the ball be able to read a defense see everything and that is Xavier McKinney safety out of Alabama they need somebody up top who can read an off read the offense see what they're doing and be able to make a play He's fast, he's physical. All these guys are fast and physical. They're young guys. They can fly around and make plays. And I do believe Xavier, Xavier McKinney being the number one safety coming out of this coming out of this draft, this is his spot in Miami to replace Minka Fitzpatrick, which, like I said, was a mistake. But they need somebody to come in and make those plays. And Xavier is the guy. Now, the Raiders have their second pick here. I talked about them earlier. They took a receiver. Now they need some defensive help. They got their wide receiver. They need some linebacker, some D-line, some cornerback. They just need help all over the place. The next best defensive option for them right now, I see, is Kenneth Murray. 
linebacker out of Oklahoma. Now, this Raiders team needs some help. Their best linebacker over the last few years was probably Vontez Perfect, but he's long gone out of the league. Gone forever. See ya. After, after all of his issues. Their number one even worth mentioning linebacker right now is Corey Littleton. And he isn't even in the top 50 for his position rank. So, they need to figure something out there. They need somebody who can come into the middle of the field, make plays, like I said, read a defense, fly around, which I saw him do in real life, even though they lost that game. Because Skyler ran for four touchdowns against him. Way to go. But Kenneth Murray can fly around. Now, other guys are saying there's some other linebacker coming out of Alabama or whatever, right, that may be a little better than him. But I definitely, I, I genuinely think that Kenneth Murray is the next best linebacker option for this team. And I really think that he's the guy. He's a big guy. He's physical. Like, I keep saying this over and over. I sound redundant, like a broken record, but it's true. All these guys are big. They're fast. They're physical. They can come down and make plays. This guy is the guy to help bring the boom and the oomph back to this Raiders defense that they once had but lost. Pick 20 belongs to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Could they trade this away? Yeah, I don't think they will. They need some defensive help. They already took a defensive lineman. They could do what the Packers did a couple years ago and take two defensive players, which I think they're going to do here. And they're going to take... The other cornerback that I was talking about a little bit earlier, Trevon Diggs. They need some cornerback help. They need some safety help. They, yeah, they need a lot of defensive help right now. They also have another pick here later on, I do believe. That maybe they could trade. Who knows? But they're going to take Trevon because they lost A.J. Bouye. Now you lose Jalen Ramsey, that hurts one of the best corners in the league right now. Then you lose A.J. Bouye, your next best option. Your defense is crumbling and tearing at the seams. You need somebody to come in, like I said, who's big and fast and physical, all that stuff. I'll keep saying it. But Javon Diggs is a guy coming out of Alabama that's going to fly around, make plays. He's a ball hawk. He can go get the ball. He'll make a play for you. Trust me. Just go watch him. But this is the guy for them right now. The next best cornerback option for them right now is Trevon Diggs. And if they don't get him, they'll probably get Henderson. If Henderson doesn't get taken by Dallas, like I think he will. But they need they do need some cornerback help after losing their two their two best corners in the last like two years. It's crazy how how insanely good this team was and where they are now we're a week and a half away I'm so excited I am so excited for this year's draft it's going to be fun it'll be great next week we got the last 12 picks picks 21 through 32 I'm your host Colin Settle find me on Twitter at Colin Settle find the show on Twitter at 4th and Gold 919 check us out on the Facebook page at 4th and Gold 91.9 
This has been Mock Draft Monday. And remember, when it's fourth and goal, we're going for it. We'll see you next time.